Hello, this is Reverend Raymond Kaufman, pastor of the Log Cabin Community Church in Vinings, Georgia. This weekend, we celebrate Palm Sunday. And as we celebrate Palm Sunday, we're not able to gather for worship at our normal 1045 worship service. So I wanted to record a few words of inspiration for you. And also, our music director, Zach Smith, has recorded a beautiful song, which will conclude our time together. As we come together this morning, our call to worship is, Hosanna to the Son of David. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus, when you rode into Jerusalem, the people waved palms with shouts of acclamation. Grant that when the shouting dies, you may still walk beside you. Almighty and ever-living God, in your tender love towards us, you sent your Son to take our nature upon him and to suffer death upon the cross. Grant that we may now follow the example of his great humility, to share in his glorious resurrection through him who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God now and forever. Amen. A little boy one Palm Sunday morning woke up, and he wasn't feeling well, so his mom said, you can stay home and I'll take care of you. But the father went to church that Palm Sunday morning. He came home with a palm branch, and the little boy said, Dad, what is that? And the father explained, this is a palm branch. And when Jesus came into town, the people took the palm branches, and they waved them, singing, Hosanna, Hosanna. The little boy said, ah, shucks, the one Sunday I get sick, Jesus comes to town. (laughs) Well, Palm Sunday was a glorious event. Uh, Palm Sunday is the Sunday that precedes Easter Sunday, which, of course, is, is next weekend. And as we look into the Gospels, we read that people cut down these palm branches, and they waved them as Jesus rode into Jerusalem on a borrowed donkey. Was Palm Sunday an accident? Do you think Jesus just said to his disciples, hey, let's go to Jerusalem today. Let's go hang out. Why not? No, it it was very purposeful. It was part of his destiny. Jesus had told his disciples earlier to expect it. It signaled Jesus coming as the Messiah, as the King. For most of Christ's ministry, when he touched someone and healed someone and inspired someone, he told them to go and tell no one. He told them to go in quiet. But now, on this day and this time when he came into Jerusalem, his time had come, and he came in peace. He didn't come riding um, a war horse. He came riding a simple donkey. In the past, we read in the Hebrew Bible that when God showed up and meeting God, it often meant death. In fact, and the fact that he came riding into Jerusalem on a donkey meant he came not for war, not with a sword, but he came for peace. And all through the Old Testament, we find instances when they they came into God's presence, and when God showed up, People were afraid and frightened. But this time was different. When Jesus came into Jerusalem, 
People waved those palm branches. They shouted Hosanna. There was a welcoming. This time, God came in peace to save lives, to save my life, to save your life, not to take it. He didn't come on a horse. He didn't come with a sword. It wasn't violent. He came in peace. Three questions we ask ourselves today. Why did Christ come? What did he give? And what is required of us? As Christians, why did Christ come? He came very peacefully to give us love and to give us life and to give us life abundantly. When I hear that word peace, it resonates deep within my soul. When we look at the events that are taking place in the world around us with this terrible global pandemic, we need peace. Our world needs peace. We think about People, people who are losing their loved ones. We think about the loss of life of all ages. We think about the tireless workers that are going in every day, uh, medical care providers, physicians, and nurses, and those on the front lines that are doing so much that are caring for people. I think the world needs peace, and we all need peace. When we ask the second question, what did he give? He gave us life so that we could have eternal life. He gave his life. The beautiful Easter message where Christ died and rose again so that we could have eternal life. He gives us peace and he gives us salvation. He gives us eternal and abundant life. But what does he require of us as Christians? Sometimes people think about being a Christian and being committed in your faith means I must give my time. I must donate my time. To causes and charity. But really, this isn't what he's calling us to. He's not calling us to give time. Oh, he's calling us, Raymond, to give money. No. A lot of people think their involvement in a faith community is to give money. It's not about money. What does he require from us? He wants our worship. He wants our praise. And he wants us to stop and love him. Acknowledge the blessings that we have in life. I think I've done more praying and more counting my blessings in the last several weeks than I have in a really long time, because I have so much to be thankful for. He wants us to worship him and to praise him. We sometimes look as Jesus as that warrior that comes on a horse, the warrior that comes to judge us. He doesn't come to judge us. But he comes to give us life as we picture Jesus, a peaceful Jesus, very righteous and humble. I picture him as a gentleman. I think of that term of a Southern gentleman, a nice gentleman. When I think of that term gentleman, I always think of my father, who on Sunday mornings would dress in a suit and a tie. He would brush the lint off his shoulders and his hat, and he would dress up for church. There were Sundays when I was a kid, I think back in middle school, when he would invite me to go with him. It wasn't a requirement, and he'd love me to attend. But there were some Sundays I, I said, well, let me just see if I wake up in time. And I would quietly listen for my dad to shut the front door and to drive off. When my father came home from church, he never scolded me. He never judged me. There was no guilt. There was only acceptance and love with the idea that the next time he would look forward to us going together. That's my image of a, a loving God, a loving parent. 
who doesn't judge or scolds, but loves and quietly waits in acceptance and love. The Jesus we celebrate on Palm Sunday is the Jesus who came to give peace, and our world needs peace. Our impulse when we look at the world around us today through news and media, we our impulse is to be fearful, to perhaps panic, to be in despair. But Jesus calls us to something greater. He calls us to feel. He calls us to feel hopeful, to feel peaceful. My prayer for you is on this Palm Sunday, we celebrate Jesus coming into our lives quietly, majestically, and peacefully. My prayer for you is peace. And now as we close our time together, we're thankful for Zach Smith, who brings a beautiful selection of piano and voice on the traditional hymn for Palm Sunday, The Palms. Thank you, and God bless you.